Would it be cool to wake up every day knowing that you're only doing things that you really like to do? Right? I mean, if, if you wake up every day and there's nothing on your task list that is kind of something that you just don't really look forward to, that's so awesome, right? If you've got only nines and tens on there, that's going to be a great day. Every single day is going to be a great day if that's all you have. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. All right, John. I think we are now live, I believe. So let's get rolling here. Sounds good. And uh, so we're trying out something a little new, trying to do a live broadcast here of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. And uh, so if you are out there on the live cast, be sure to let us know. We're trying this out, as we said, and yeah, we might stumble over a few things. But. <laughs> we have no clue here exactly how this is going to turn out, but hey, we're going to give it a shot. And if it's terrible, we just won't do it again. That's all. Or maybe we'll try again. But <laughs> so, yeah. And so for those of us, of you out there who don't know who we are, hopefully you do. I'm John Stiles with Bridge Realty. And, uh, we are doing this show once a week to just bring you some great content about business and real estate. Today, we're going to be talking about building a power team. So before we get into the topic, Todd, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, John. Appreciate uh, the ask. How are you? Doing great. It's awesome. great to be alive and uh, ready to crush it here. Definitely, definitely. So anything new, John, that you want to talk about real quick before we get started? Not too much right now. Just, uh, you know, in my business, working through a couple of different transactions. Uh, it's always interesting. Um, just the different things we go, th go through. You know, real estate's always something new. <laughs> Absolutely. So different challenges and, and uh, different relationships you have to work through and personalities. And so it's a challenge and that's part of what makes it fun, right? Yeah, definitely. Never a dull moment, right? So, yeah. Uh, same here. Uh, not not too much crazy going on. I am working on really uh, focusing on trying to find another property, uh, hopefully to be able to close. Uh, my, my goal would be to close a minimum of one property before the end of this year, uh, but ideally two. So we'll see where we can get with that. The market's very challenging, so I'm not in a position ever to want to overpay for a property. So I'm always just being diligent and making sure I keep the fundamentals accurate and, and you know, want to make sure my underwriting's conservative, all that, all that kind of stuff. So 
uh, but trying to close on another another deal, hopefully, and then uh, working hard, of course, at this conference that we've got coming up uh, that you're a part of, and um, you know, got the coaching and the mastermind stuff going on as well. So, a lot of stuff on my plate, but uh, enjoying it a lot. So, let's get going with today's topic: uh, building a power team. Yes, for sure, and uh, you know, building having a power team in your business is really important kind of no matter what business you're in. Um, but it, it plays quite a bit in real estate. Yeah. Uh, why don't we cover kind of some of the team members that you got to make sure you have in place? Well, first I think before the team members, John is, is we have to know uh, where we're at and, and uh, you know, I, I there's a, a very eager person right now that has, has been contacting me and, and uh, somebody else that I know. And, and she, uh, she wants to get going, which I think is great. Uh, but she's not maybe in the position to be contacting some of the team members she's contacting. Um, and it never, not saying that's a terrible thing, but you also need to know kind of where you're at in, in your position. And I see it all the time. And, and I've, done that before as you were eager and we want to get going uh, right away. <clears throat> and so with that, we think, okay, who do I need to, who do I need to have on my team? I heard on a podcast or I read in a book that I need all these people. And so I'm going to start calling all these people and getting them on my team. Well, but if you're not ready for it, then, then what's the point if it's going to be two years, three years down the road. Now, if it's going to be a few months, you want to start talking to those people. But if it's years down the road, you don't need to. So first things first, I would say, is we just want to understand where we're at in our business right now today and then where we're going and kind of map that out. And of course, we want to know, uh, we always want to look at kind of that, that uh, maybe that end game of what we want and what does it take to get there? And then how long is that going to realistically take? And what are the steps in between? And that helps us figure out who we need in place. So I don't need to hire six employees my very first day that I start my brand new business and I have no properties under my belt. I've got no experience. If I hire six employees, how am I going to pay for them, right? Um, and maybe you've got millions of dollars in the bank. And so you're not worried about it. You just want to get going really fast. But most of us aren't like that. Uh, so we have to figure out, okay, where are we at right now? Where are we going to go? And who are the people today that we need in our, in our business? It oftentimes the people that you need upfront, they're not going to be employees. They're going to be people that are on your team that don't necessarily work for you. So for instance, a guy like you, John, uh, you're a real estate, uh, you, you sell real estate, uh, if I want to buy real estate, I'm going to call John Stiles up and I'm going to say, hey, John, this is what I'm looking for. Give you my criteria and you're going to be considered one of my team members. I'm going to make sure we contact each other quite a bit. I'm going to make sure I build a good, strong relationship with you and going to make sure that you are, you know that you're part of, of my success. And then I'm going to ask you for referrals for maybe some other team members. So fairly quickly, I'm going to need a property manager, right? I'm going to need, um, and, and that actually, in my opinion, is maybe the first person you actually need on your team prior to getting a deal. Now, 
could you contact a broker first or agents first? Yeah, but you need to make sure you've got a good, strong property management and that you can actually get that in the market you're looking at. Um, or maybe you're going to manage it yourself. Well, then we need to figure out, okay, what does that actually look like? Beyond that, we need to start looking at, uh, so, so probably number one, in my opinion, is property management, right? You got to have good, solid property management. If we can't have that, there's no point to buy a property. Next thing is I have to get a lender, right? So I have to get lenders, I, maybe a mortgage broker or lenders. And if I can't get a loan, there's no point to buy a property. Next thing would be uh, a real estate agent slash broker. Okay, because I've got to eventually find the properties then there's no point to have those previous team members that I just mentioned, if you can't ever find a deal. So those all are super important, the number one, two and three um, most important people. Beyond that, then there's a lot of other team members that are really important. Uh, John, I'll let you go because I've been blabbing a lot here. So why don't you list off a few more uh, that you think are really important. You're, you're in the real estate industry. You deal with investors. Who else do you think is important? Well, yeah, just going back a little bit, I think just to clarify the conversation. So we're focusing in on, on somebody who wants to invest in real estate. Yep. Somebody who wants to have multifamily properties. Um, and talking to somebody like myself, a real estate agent, it's part of our job is networking with all these different partners. So we can kind of help you assess uh, who is the next step you sh- uh, next team member you should be seeking out and what are some options that people that we've worked with or that we're aware of or we're friends with or networked with that we can refer you to. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to people regardless of where they're at in their journey towards real estate investing brand new or a seasoned veteran. And, um, you know, it can really, it can kind of help you determine what that path might look like and, you know, some of the steps to, to expect along the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And again, you can probably guide them to where they really, who they really need to be reaching out first, second, third, and and so on too, and help them get along that path. Um, if somebody's just doing that preliminary research, they might not need some of the people that will mention on the list right away. Right. One suggestion I would say though, is I know I've just been saying, don't get people too early, but I would suggest to make sure you have people on your team prior to executing the deal. Uh, because it's always more difficult if you you know, for instance, you, you, you hear about the person who goes out, they find the deal, they buy the deal, and then either right before closing or even sometimes after closing, they find a property management company. It's too late for that property management company oftentimes because that property management company can be a big part of your success. They're going to be able to tell you are your rent assumptions correct? They're going to be able to tell you, is this property in the area that you think it is? So there's a lot of things and, and many more things that they're able to tell you. So there are a lot of things that they can help you with along the way. They're really, really, in my opinion, very important to have right up front. Um, but you might not need a 1031 specialist the day you buy your property. Because if 
you're planning on selling it right away. For one, you can't 1031 it. And there's no reason for that person to be on your list right away. Now, eventually learning and getting to know some 1031 specialists, absolutely a must. But they don't need to be part of my team unless I'm thinking about selling, you know, in the next year or so. Yeah, definitely. And then, so one of the, some of the other partners you'll eventually need are contractors. So especially yep. if you're getting a value add property, you want to make sure your projections of renovation repairs are, you know, pretty as accurate as they can be. You need some great contractors. Um, yeah, and you might need them right away too. I mean, if you're, if you've got a big value add, you might need them prior to even uh, really getting through the due diligence phase. Uh, but if you've got a fairly stable, you know, kind of yield play property, uh, you don't probably need them right away. You could take your time, get to know some contractors in the industry. Uh, you could probably rely on your property management company's maintenance people uh, for the most part, and then have some contractors down the road. Yep. And the, that property manager should and, and would already have lots of those maintenance people and contractors already in place. So that's one of the reasons why it's great to start with your property manager. Yep, absolutely. And who else? Anybody else? Um, you're going to want to have some good financial advice, whether that's your tax accountant, your financial planner, um, because they're going to be able to look at your overall picture financially and see how does real estate fit into that. Yep. Yeah, and your CPA is going to help you determine too your tax consequences. So I would contact your CPA uh, as early on as possible, potentially even before buying the property, because they can help point you in the right direction. What kind of entity uh, is best? And same with an attorney, but what kind of entity is best uh, for that purchase? Um, you know, should you do a cost seg study right away? Should or does it even make sense on that property? Uh, so there's a lot of different things that the CPA can kind of guide you on. And they can also, quite frankly, check your numbers too. Uh, oftentimes, they hopefully your CPA knows math. And so hopefully they can uh, lead you in that right direction if you need that help as well. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. 
Hey, I'm super excited to announce the North Star Real Estate Conference that uh, I am putting together along with a few other friends, and we are expecting to have a great crowd there. This is going to be September 20th and 21st in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities area, and hey, it'll still be warm. And we're going to have a ton of great speakers there. We're going to have uh, some motivational speakers. We're expecting to have uh, speakers talking about a lot of different commercial real estate topics, multifamily and commercial real estate. So we want you there. We would love to have uh, a great crowd there. We'd love to have you there. And the cool thing with this conference is all the profits are going to uh, benefit from charity. They're going to benefit Junior Achievement specifically, who they uh, serve underserved uh, youth and they, they bring financial education to them. They not only teach financial education, but they teach the, the kids how to be entrepreneurs, how to be business leaders, and how to really do fantastic things after they're out of school and, and moving on. So that's who we're uh, going to be benefiting. We're going to also have a charity gala. It's going to be a fun event and I'd love to have you attend. So again, it's called the North Star Real Estate Conference. Check it out. We've got uh, links that we'll put on the show notes. Uh, we would love to have you there. We'd love to have you attend. Speaker lineup is coming and uh, that'll be announced uh, shortly. We do have a few speakers already uh, lined up, so you'll be able to see that. We've got Trevor McGregor will be our keynote speaker. He's a master platinum coach, so you're going to love this event. We are going to just have a ton of fun and learn a bunch and also benefit a great organization as well. I will see you there. Check out our show notes for the links. Who else, John? There's got to be more. So, you know, at some point you're going to want probably uh, an assistant to help you uh, go through the the books, go through, uh, you know, depending on how you have things set up, how big of a property is, how much, yep. how big the volume of accounting is, you know, you that might be all handled within the property management company, or it might be handled within your CPA company that you're hiring, or it could be handled internally um, within your own company. There's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah. You know, and it depends on where you are, right? If you're just getting started with maybe your duplex that you're buying right away, uh, you know, an assistant might not be necessary. Uh, you're going to do a lot of the things yourself. But for me, when I started, you know, I had, uh, I had my own, I was doing everything on my own. I was, pounding the nails. I was doing my own books. I was, you know, finding the properties, I, I doing everything. Now I did have some real estate agents. I did have, um, I, I was quite frankly, the contractor, but I did have the lender. I did have my insurance agent who we haven't mentioned yet, but I did have my insurance agent. I had my title company and my attorney and my CPA. So I did have some of those people in place, but a lot of the stuff, I was doing myself. And eventually, if you want to scale and grow, you're going to have to get rid of those things. You're going to have to find the contractor. You're going to have to find the maintenance people. You're going to have to find uh, a bookkeeper, somebody to do your books. You probably will want to find an assistant to do some of the other stuff, or maybe even a partner that can, you know, help you do 
half the other half of the stuff that maybe is not your strong suit. That's one of the biggest things is we're looking to hire or looking to partner. We want to find people that can complement us that can actually take out our weaknesses or the things we really don't like to do. And that's, that's really important when we're actually talking about hiring someone uh, versus just having a team member. Now team members can also take out the stuff you're either not good at or don't like to do. I'm not good at being an insurance agent because I don't know how. So I'm going to get an insurance agent. Uh, I'm not good at being in my own lender or broker because well, that's what they do. I don't do that. You know, so we got to find the right people that we need on our team, uh, appraiser, um, inspector, you know, environmental uh, company if, if you need the uh, environmentals done. Um, and as you go, as you grow, we might even add some other people like an asset manager um, and just other team members that are really going to help us get a, a COO, you know, um, CFO. So, there's there's other people that we can hire as we go as we expand and grow but those come with baby steps you're not going to have a cfo after you buy your first duplex right and i think it might be worth mentioning you know kind of the reason you want all these different team members and eventually internal uh, partners and, and employees is so that your business can one be efficient and number two so that you can you know, your business can run with or without you eventually. Yep. And then also that the business can grow to whatever point that you want it to grow to. Yeah. If you're in a place where you're doing all these tasks and, and roles yourself, it's going to really limit you because we're human beings and there's only so much we can do. Um, yeah. One good piece of advice I heard, I've, I've really taken this to heart is, um, you know, at the beginning we're doing, a lot, right? We're doing most of the stuff. And we want to eventually, as you said, be out of the business or, or at least have a, a role where we can expand and, and be more of the, the dream, you know, just continue to help expand that business. And we want to be able to take some vacations here and there. I think most of us do. Uh, so what do you do? So you write down what you do each and every day. So write down what you do, uh, how long it took and, and make sure you're really thinking about what you're doing. And then you take 30 minutes at the end of the day and, and you grade those tasks from, you know, what one to 10 or, or whatever it might be. I want to get rid of all my ones and I want to keep all the tens, right? So I want to keep, getting the good, good tasks. I want to keep those and I want to get rid of the other tasks. Now, but the ones might not be stuff I'm not good at necessarily, uh, but it, it's stuff that I don't like or I'm not good at. Okay. So I want to continue to do that. And you continue that what we're doing, we're doing two things. We're, we're creating a list of what we don't like that we want to get rid of. And we're also creating a job description for other people. So it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. We're creating a fantastic job description. And that, we're, and that hopefully will help us create some processes and systems so that business can sustain without us. The more that we have, the more that we can hand 
off to other people and have it in a, in a process. I mean, I met with my assistant today. She's going to take over all the lease renewals. We do a bad job in, in my company with lease renewals because we're not proactive on it. Right now, she's going to set up a system. So it's automatically a lease renewal comes up 70 days prior to the lease expiration, where now we can contact with those tenants. We can raise rents as needed, it's an automatic 5% raise at, at this time, or we're studying the market and or we're studying the market to see where the rents are. So it's fairly automatic. We're going to do it. We've got a process. We also have some college rentals. Those are on, those are all on the exact same date, February 15th. And tenants have a certain amount of time to respond to say if they're going to stay or not. So we're setting up a system there. If she decides to quit, the goal is to have that system set up to where somebody can come in and not take a lot of time and understand that that task needs to be done and exactly how to do it. So that's, that's really important. I think one of the biggest mistakes, John, I've made in, in hiring people is I don't communicate properly with them. I just assume they know it, right? Because I know what to do. So why wouldn't they? It seems so simple, right? I've been doing it for a long time, though, and it's in my brain exactly what to do. So I think that's, that's a big thing with, with any time you're hiring somebody. Make sure your communication is, is really, really solid and make sure it's all written down. Uh, if you don't have it written down, you're just expecting them to remember it. And, and that's never going to be a, well, a good long-term solution. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's great to have, you know, good expectations set up front uh, yep. so that you're not disappointed when they don't do what you thought they were going to do. Yeah. Good expectations make a super detailed uh, job list. And then make sure that you're, you're asking them what they need. What do you need for support? Uh, how do, you know, and giving them responsibility too. I think that's really important too. Giving them responsibility, understanding that some, there's some things, look, we've got this system set up, but we also want you to make this the most efficient system possible. So if you have changes, suggestions, we want you to take the responsibility to make those changes and suggestions. And we're going to see in, in, if how they work and if they work. We want you to be able to make actual decisions and not just be a robot. And that's going to be really important as well. We want our employees, we want our team members to really be able to, to make good decisions. And we want to encourage that as well. Yeah, because otherwise they're just not going to, be satisfied in that role and, and they'll find a place to move on to. So you have to yep. train somebody all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the other big tips I would say on uh, whether it's employees or team members, fire them quickly if it's not working. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've probably made, especially with contractors. I've got, you know, contractors that are doing work on my property and they're doing a poor job, they're not getting it done, uh, whatever it might be, they've got excuses, whatever it is, they're just, it's not working out. And instead of firing them, I keep them on the job too long, thinking, well, it's going to cost me a lot of money to fire them. I don't have anybody right now working that I can, 
replace them with. I'll just let them kind of be on the job and, you know, it'll at least push the job along. And that's never been the right answer. It always costs me more money in the end than it's worth having them on the job. They, they cause more problems. So it can go with anybody. It doesn't have to be a contractor, but make sure you get rid of them quickly. Uh, don't wait. Don't wait until the perfect time because it's never the perfect time to fire somebody. Uh, the only perfect time is right now. All right, seriously, it sounds bad but you've got to make that decision. And quite frankly, it's, it's probably the best for them as well because it's just not the right place for them. If they're not putting forth 100% effort on your job, uh, they either need that kick in the pants or maybe it's just not the right position for them. So it, firing somebody can be a blessing to them. By the way, I wanted to go back briefly to your point system. I think that's really great, not only for the reasons you mentioned of, you know, the lower point items might be something you don't like, might be something you're not great at, but also it might just not be the best use of your time. You might like it, you might be good at it, but you might be better spending your time on something else. Yeah. So that's where, you know, those those items, those tasks, tasks that you'll give a uh, 10 points to we're going to be the highest be highest and best use of your time yeah yeah ab absolutely i mean you, you would it be cool to wake up every day knowing that you're only doing things that you really like to do right i mean if, if you wake up every day and there's nothing on your task list that is kind of something that you just don't really look forward to that's so awesome, right? If you've got only nines and tens on there, that's going to be a great day. Every single day is going to be a great day if that's all you have. So that's the goal. And it allows you to really expand your business and focus on the growth of the business versus I think most of us, and we talked really about this last week when we were talking about deep work. Uh, most of us really are, are doing a lot of little things and we're not able to sit there and focus on the truly big things that are going to push our business forward. Yep. And that, that takes some intentional uh, focus, you know, because uh, we get caught up in those little things and we think we're being efficient. We think we're accomplishing things by checking things off. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Anything else that we need to mention? There's so many more things that we can definitely talk about. I think, you know, uh, probably uh, kind of to recap, in my opinion, is, well, let's, let's first let you have a chance, John. Is there anything more that you want to cover before we recap? Yeah, I think just thinking about uh, your business as a, as a team business is really essential. I think a lot of us who are entrepreneurs – we like to do things ourselves. We like to do them our way. And we kind of get blinded by, by that, I think, sometimes. Whereas if we take advantage, or not advantage, but if we put to use the, the skills and uh, strength of other people, that can just make our business go so much further. Even if that means giving up some profit, giving up some equity, um, 
you know, it's better to have, you know, what, what, is, what is that saying? Better to have half of a deal than all of no deal at all. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, and that's, that's my syndications, right? I'm doing a multifamily syndication, buying a 200 plus unit building. I'd be great to have a hundred percent of that, right? That, that makes a, that makes a lot of money, but the reality is, even if I could buy one or two of those, eventually you run out of of money and you're not going to be able to continue to do it. So it's much better in that case to have 30% of something than it is to have 0% of nothing. And, and plus, you're also bringing other people along for the ride. Uh, they're able to make a lot of good money and achieve some of their goals as well. So there's a lot of reasons to have team members, to have partners, uh, to hire people, uh, in my opinion, there's a lot of good that comes out of it all, as long as you do it right. And everybody is not the right employee. And I think that's where some people get kind of caught up. Everybody's not the right team member, the right employee, the right whatever. And, and we always ask for referrals. One, one tip that I, I don't know if I've said this yet is if, if, you know, say, John, you're the first person to reach out to in a market. And I say, well, John, I'm looking for property managers and so on. I name some of the team members that I'm looking for. I'm asking for your referrals. I'll talk to four or five other brokers that are in the market. and I'll do this exact same thing with those brokers. And then I'll talk to the property managers that the brokers sent to me. I'll talk to the attorneys and so on. And I'll do the same thing with them. I'll ask them for referrals. Who are the top brokers? Who are the top property managers? Who are the top so-and-so? And I want to get the same names, right? And I want to and narrow it down to those same names. But you might get one of the same names for the property manager. But when you call that property manager, they don't have the same uh, mindset as you do. Maybe they don't have the same ethics as you do. Maybe they just have a different feeling that you're not so comfortable with. But don't hire them just because everybody said they were the best. Hire them if they fit into your company as well. And I think that's one of the biggest things is you want to make sure people align with your belief system and your values. Otherwise, um, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yep, there's got to be a good fit there. So yep. that can take some trial and error. And you can. Um, so that's that's probably the challenge that causes a lot of people to shy away from partnering with people because there's there's potential for things to go wrong. Yeah. But hey, you just got to work through that and and find. But again, right. fire quickly. If it doesn't work, just fire quickly. It's the best for both sides, and it just needs to happen. So, um, okay. So to wrap. Uh, I think figure out your weaknesses, right? And fill your, fill the gaps. Uh, find team members that align with your goals, right? With your values, with your goals, with your ethics, so on. Uh, find team members that are smarter than you, more skilled than you, and are able to do those tasks that maybe you don't like. Do your, do your value or do your uh, numbering system, your, your grading system, and then find team members are smarter and better at you than, than those things. The other thing is continually evaluate your team and replace them as you need, right? Uh, fire them quickly if you need to. Add new team members as you grow. Always, I would say always add them before you need them, but don't add them too early. 
You know, if, if you're not ready for a team member, like I use the 1031 uh, specialist, for example, if you're not ready for a 1031 specialist, don't get them to, you can still talk to them, but don't get them really as like, encouraged that you're going to be doing a 1031 in the next six months when in reality it's six years from now. Um, they should understand that. So you can build those relationships, but you make sure you, everybody is understanding where you're at in your business. Now, the last thing is I would say have a few backups and I always keep an open mind. So I've got a property management company. Maybe they're doing okay right now, but I want to be kind of talking with and building relationships with a few other property management companies, just in case if things don't go right and I do need to fire and I, and I want to fire quickly, who do I go to? If I already have some backups, if I already have some people that I've built some relationships with, then it's fairly easy to pick up the phone or go go have a meeting and really talk with them and figure out if they are the right fit because you've already equipped yourself with enough knowledge to make a fast decision. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, I, I think that's, that's good. Um, is it just going to an example of like, if you've got a maintenance concern at your property and then you call your one electrician or your one handyman or whatever it is, and they're not available or they're suddenly really expensive. You know, if you don't have anybody else to go to, then you're kind of stuck or yeah. you have to go through the process of finding somebody. So definitely it's great to have the backups uh, in a kind of a short list of people that, you know, would be a good, good fit for you. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll give you a perfect example right now. Uh, what I'm, what I'm dealing with is I have, I have one plumber. I don't have two. I don't have a backup plumber. Well, right now my plumber is booked out. He's going on vacation and I've got a job that I would like him to start, but he's not available. Now it's never happened before. So I've never built relationships with other plumbers. Uh, now I have to last minute start getting relationships with new plumbers. Likely I'm going to end up spending more money on the plumbing uh, than I otherwise would have and potentially finding the wrong um, plumber because I've got to do it very quickly. Had I done what I'm talking about right now, uh, having some backups and uh, keeping that open mind, I would have been able to be, be equipped to pivot and move to a different plumber. But yep. I didn't follow my own advice. Well, it can be hard depending on what size your portfolio is, but if you have a large enough portfolio, you can have, you know, two plumbers that are. Well, but you should always have a second plumber on your list. It doesn't mean they, again, it doesn't, just because they're on your team member list doesn't mean they are doing things for you day to day. It means you've built some rapport with them. It means you've built a little bit of relationship with them and understand who they are, understand a little bit about the work that they do and, you're already comfortable with a few other plumbers doesn't mean that you hire them with every job that you do uh, with contractors. I always like the idea of having two or three plumbers, for instance, and maybe you've got your main plumber that you hire for most of your jobs, but every once in a while you get a bid from some of the other plumbers and use one of them uh, on a job. And that helps then again, keep those relationships moving forward. Cool.
Let's wrap, John. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, for those who are watching live, we really appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you've been able to hit the like button, comment below. Uh, if you're watching the replay, uh, this should be on YouTube. You can comment there. You can uh, find the video on Facebook. And yeah, we just like to get your input. We'd like to see how has your uh, experience been building your team? Maybe what team members are you missing out on that you'd like a referral to? Um, and how can we help each other out on this? So we appreciate you tuning into the show. Be sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes so that we can get this out to more people. Awesome. John, appreciate it. Hopefully Facebook Live turned out. I have really no clue, so we'll, we'll figure it out soon. Uh, you have a fantastic rest of the day, man, and make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business. And reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.